first told me when I took you in. You wanted to be a yeah. fighter. You wanted to be a killer. You wanted to up. be the champ. Scott, you boy in the booth, nigga. About to take it off with this one. Godzilla bankroll, stones from Cilion. Yo, I ain't got it all. That means I'm barely home. Trailblazer, stay ballin' with vengeance. My odds is crafty dogs. Why y'all stuck with Laffy Taffy? Wondering, yeah, how did y'all niggas get past me? I've been doing this before Nas dropped the nasty. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another installment of the Full Hill Podcast. And this is your host, Donkey Tron. Um, and, uh,. Well, let me introduce my guest. What's going on? This is my guest, the original co-host, the co-founder of the Full Heel Podcast, Jesus Monsoon Mendez. Yep. What's up? I'm here. You're queer, and we don't want any more bears. We don't want any more bears. Yeah. Bear Patrol. <laughs> Shout out to the Simpsons. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, we're here bringing you another installment, and we're going to be talking about SummerSlam 97, 97 and uh, 20 years later to 2017. Yeah, we're, we're just days before SummerSlam. Yep. It's, um, what's today's date? August the 17th? Yeah, today's the 17th, 2017. Yeah, <laughs> so 20 years later, we'll, uh, we'll talk about the card and uh, see how it's shaping up. See yeah. where we want it to go, where we'll it actually is down. going. Uh, yeah. Let's get let's get started with SummerSlam uh, '97 then. So this was kind of the unofficial start to the Attitude Era, and the Attitude Era would be what went to war with WCW at the time. A uh, little backstory, I guess. Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Lex Luger, all had left the company. Scott Hall and uh, Diesel had just left the company as well, maybe a year before that, half a year. So this was, I guess, a testing or a proving ground for uh, for these guys to see what they could do, to see if they can get ratings. And they were, they were starting to build it up. Like I said, it was the beginning of the Attitude Era. Would you say it's probably their best uh, SummerSlam to um, date? I guess it's up there. I, I remember back in the day, this was a pretty big deal. It's, it's definitely a memorable one. And it's, it's funny that you say how you had Hogan and Macho going over to WCW because you had WCW guys like like Mankind who was originally Cactus Jack you had Goldust who was the natural Dustin Rhodes you had Brian Pillman you had uh, Stone Cold Triple H terrorizing yeah he from was, WCW I mean he wasn't really one of the more normal yeah ones, he was but, like a couple of matches in and I guess yeah. they got rid of him but uh it's it's funny because guys like Mankind Stone Cold, Brian Pillman, the guys I, I mentioned, they, they left WCW, went through ECW, and then jumped over to WWF. Mm-hmm. And they started off this card with uh, a badass match. Like we had mentioned, they had uh, Mankind from WCW and uh, Terrorizing, or Hunter Hearst Hemsley, now known as Triple H. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was kind of, I thought it was cool, kind of weird that they would start off with a with a gimmick match with Steel yeah. Cage match. And um, it was a badass match. Like, I, when uh, when you said uh, you were going to watch uh, SummerSlam 97, there wasn't really, like, I don't have a memorized doll in my head. I have more UFC stuff in my head. So, I had seen this back in the day or seen the results. I don't remember. I had just known it had happened. 
But when uh, going back and watching it, it was a badass fucking SummerSlam, especially yeah, opening me, up with this cage match. To, to me, like I said, uh, this particularly was it was kind of a big deal for me. It's actually one of those SummerSlams that I actually do remember from back in the day. I remember seeing the poster because the poster has the Undertaker in the background. And you have Bret Hart in front, <laughs> looming over the Undertaker's looming over him in like the fog in the back or the the smoke in the back. Yeah, and that that was like that was the main event. Uh, I think they had just come off of the Canadian Stampede pay per view, and where the Canadian team of, of basically the Hart Foundation, Bret Owen, Bulldog, Anvil, and Pillman. Uh, we're victorious over the American team. I don't even remember the American team, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they were they were coming off of that. Bret Hart was turning heel, and there, see this this to me was back when they took their writing a little bit more seriously, and you could, or they were doing it where they were, in almost intertwining storylines. So you had Shawn Michaels thrown in here. Uh, because he was the guest referee for the match that would be Bret Hart versus The Undertaker on, on this SummerSlam card. Yeah, sorry, I was looking at the... I was trying to see if, real quick, I, I could see who the who the other five were for the Canadian Stampede, but no, I didn't see it. Uh, I think it was Goldust, um, Stone Cold, maybe maybe Vader... There you go. Um, it says Canadian Stampede. The Patriot, maybe. Do you do you remember the Patriot? I I had seen a couple of clips uh, reviewing this of the Patriot. I had not remembered him until I started uh, doing a little Ken bit of Shamrock, research on this. Maybe. So the Hart Foundation, yeah. So your uh, the Canadian Stampede before that was Bret Hart, Jim Neidhart, Owen Hart, the British Bulldog, and uh, Brian Pillman, the honorary member, defeated Stone Cold. Ken Shamrock, Goldust, and the Legion of Doom, Hawk and Animal. Oh, okay. Damn, that's, that's how. That's weird that it was. Looks like a badass match. I should have yeah, gone back and watched that. Yeah, maybe that's what we should have watched. No, well, this was a good card as well. Summer, yeah. No, and, and, and it makes sense because uh, I don't know if I didn't think about it. You, t- you told me you were going to watch uh, SummerSlam 97, so I'm like, all right, I'll watch it too. And then I didn't really think about it until I was making the poster. I'm like, wait a minute. This is SummerSlam. SummerSlam's coming up. SummerSlam 2017. SummerSlam 97. That's 20 years. I didn't do it on purpose. I think you did. You bastard. No, like I I opened up uh, the, the network on Monday after Raw. Mm, so the network kind of set this up for us then. And they put it there. And it was there. And I'm like, I originally they was going to watch 96. Mm-hmm. But then I saw 97. And what, what pulled me in was the poster. Again, okay. Boom, the, the Undertaker poster. Looming over Bret Hart. And they've used that poster with uh, CM Punk and The Undertaker. I be- it might have been at a WrestleMania. It, yeah, it might have been when they... But they used that exact same poster while looking for the poster for this to make uh, to Photoshop. Yeah. I saw that exact same image, but with CM Punk. Really? It might have been a Photoshop one, okay. to be honest. But it seems like they would have used that same... Why not? 20 yeah. years later? Or like 15 years later? Why not? Yeah. It's, it, it holds up. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's get back into the match. So it was Mankind versus Triple H. Um, Triple H with China. That was his manager at the time or his bodyguard. Yeah. What would you say? His bodyguard? Was she bigger than him? She she was originally brought in as his bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Triple H, uh, well, he has really, really good chemistry with... Uh, he's a really good worker. and um, He's pretty solid. 
at this time. He's Kevin Kev, Kevin Nash. Pretty solid matches. Talked 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 about. It. I've heard Kevin Nash talk about it a lot. That uh, well, he took a liking to him. And these guys were all drug addicts and like alcoholics and like party animals. And it seems like Triple H wasn't. Yeah. It seems like he was drug free and he was just there to wrestle. And he had really really good uh, really really good skills and he meshed really well with everyone. So him and Mankind were gonna put on a fucking badass match. Mankind willing to do anything with his body and everything inside the cage and you have triple h that can put on a hell of a match and he can dictate dictate the pace of it and they don't they call him the cerebral assassin for a reason he knows how to fucking work a match yeah he he was putting out some very quality solid work at this time uh this match was no exception Mm -hmm. great back and forth the great usage of the cage mankind was thrown into it a bunch of lot triple h as well um, like I said, great back and forth with uh, Mankind at one point uh, sinking in the Mandible Claw, which was his submission at the time, later became Mr. Sacco. Kind of got really gimmicky. You, you know what, though? Um, I, I buy it. I, at the time, I bought the Mandible Claw. Like I could, I could see that being a very devastating Yeah, yeah. As a kid, I, I thought it was very, very devastating as well. Um... So Triple H pushes pushes him against the cage, and it's a cage match, so no disqualification. China uh, interferes and uh, fucks with uh, Mankind through the cage, ma- uh, making him release the hold. Yep. And they go back at it, and uh, at one point Foley tries to escape the cage with China slamming the fucking the door on his head and giving him a concussion. Yeah, they. I think I think that's a that's an old spot from from the Von Erichs back in the day. The cage slammed to the head. Yeah. Do you think they got a concussion too? I mean, probably. Well, it's later said by McFoley himself that he had trouble climbing the cage. Yeah, because he was he had a concussion. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Dude, mankind's a beast. Um, but you know what? The I I think there were different cages. I think the cage they used back in the day was the blue one. Was no, I'm talking about like when they oh. did the spot with the Von Erichs. Mm-hmm. And I could be wrong. Um, I think they use like like the link, the the chain link cage. Okay. This was the big the blue one that they used in this the iconic match, the mankind match. Mm-hmm. This was the big blue steel cage yeah. with the that was almost like the prison bar door mm-hmm. or the prison door bars. Yeah, if you guys remember that the old school blue cage was slammed on Nick Foley's head. It, was, it probably is steel. Yeah, it, no, it looks like it's pretty solid steel. Yeah, so that fucked him up, and he still he still went on, and um, he climbed the cage, and I think he was going to get out, but he decided, he was like halfway out, and he took off his mask. Yeah. And then he came back in and landed uh, an elbow off the top rope. Yeah, uh, that, that was, I think that was one of the first times he did that spot. He did that spot a couple of times. <laughs> In other, in other cage matches, but if I remember correctly, this might have been the first time we saw that spot from Mankind, where he climbed uh, to the top and, and did the elbow Jimmy Snuka style. Yep, it was awesome, epic, yep. epic Mankind. And um, yeah, so he goes on to escape the cage, wins the match. Mankind, being the he was the face in this match. I, I Triple believe, H being I the heel. He was. I yeah. He was. Yeah, at that time Hunter Hearst Hemsley was the blue blood. He had uh this girl as his bodyguard. She always interfered and she interfered in this match. So yeah, clearly he was the heel going into this. So that would make man, I guess Mankind was the tweener because he was the the twisted soul, the twisted 
Well, this this was going into that era where like he was coming out of really it, right? Have a clear cut heel or baby. Face yeah, you know? we were getting tweeners. Yeah, we weren't the, getting like you're this and you're that. Like boom, like yeah. This was like man, he's he's in between. Like the crowd's gonna like him a lot. Like Shawn Michaels, he was he was a heel, but everyone loved him. I, I, he he even cut a promo uh, at one point saying you're either with me or you're against. Me. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Promo. No, but yeah, that was after the screw job. Like now, that's that's what uh, maybe it's because of the internet. But now that's almost all we have is uh, tweeners, I, like I, for heels. I like, attribute that to the fact that um, you can't you can't really play face or heel anymore because because yeah because of the internet, social media. You're you know you are who you are. Basically. Kevin Owens does it pretty well, but uh, Kevin Owens is an amazing heel. But he's a tweener. I'm sorry to say, he's a tweener. He's very popular. And it's how was how was his rise? Was he a heel like through the Indies and like Ring of Honor and shit like that? Uh, the the times that I've seen him, yeah, yeah, I remember he, like the the clips I've seen. Like it's been like hardcore shit from him and like him yelling at the crowd and telling them to fuck off. And but he's. He's built a fan base that uh, follows him, so... But he is a heel, though. Like, he doesn't... But then He's it... definitely doing something right. But see, then again, you have house shows where him and Sami Zayn are supposed to have, like, a non-stop feud. And then they team together to beat up to, like, uh, Jinder Mahal, I think it was, or something. I saw on the house show that they teamed up to beat up two, two dudes. Or uh, Kevin Owens came back to help Sami Zayn. And I guess because it wasn't Canada, but they have some like they have other Canadian guys that could have come out to help Sami Zayn. Even a local to come out and help Sami Zayn to keep that rivalry thing going. But like we said, the internet. Well, you, you get different stuff at, at house. Yeah, well, see, that's what I'm saying. The like, this would have just been a local thing for Canada, but the internet being there shows us the whole world. Like, yeah. Hey, look, uh, Kevin Owens does like. Sami Zayn. I mean, in in real life, they are. Yeah, like, they're all like they're friends, yeah they're friends. Like, like all over. Yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. Um. Yeah. So mankind won. I don't know where we're going with that. So I'm going back to the match. Uh. Well, we're we're trying to, you know, talk about the distinction of heels. Oh. Okay. Yeah. In, in modern day. Yeah, because like I said, this was the Attitude Era. So you're gonna have badasses that were very very popular with the crowd but were anti-establishment anti-babyface yeah and also well not even anti they just didn't follow the same rule set they weren't just clean cut this at this time it was very storyline based so it wasn't so much about there wasn't too much of a focus on who won and who was it it, it was more like where do you go from here what's the next step in the storyline and they they needed this because you had um, WCW with the introduction of the NWO. You had right. Scott Hall and uh, Kevin Nash coming into the WCW and leaving the WWF because of the money. But they went on and they had so much creative power that they were able to do whatever they wanted and just be themselves pretty much. Just play themselves up to, to, to turn it up to 10. to badass. Yeah, and, and you look at it now, what, what it's evolved to. It's like wins and losses don't matter. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe what started then is, is to the detriment of, of what the product is now. 
Yeah, and like one of the things I noticed too was um, the amount of matches from 97 to 2017 is ridiculous. They have 13 matches on. In, in this oh, it is six hours, though. Card? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's I didn't take that into consideration. You're showcasing, you're showcasing matches from two different brands. From what's supposed to be two different Yeah, two different. But, like, usually all their pay-per-views are this long. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> it's it's just an oversaturation of, of, well, see, of, he, of product. Like, here's the thing. You have uh, Mankind and Triple H. They had a 16-minute match. And, uh... The main event for the SummerSlam was half an hour. Yeah, but you don't. Are, you don't are, have those that. Those are the matches you you wanted. To yeah. Actually see. No, I'm I'm saying like you don't have that now. Do you? Or is or am I just tripping? Yeah, the only matches that nowadays, the only matches you're going to see that are that long, are like the main event, these and maybe the main event I should say, but definitely the special attraction match. Yeah, you know what? I'm probably not taking into the time consideration. It is six hours now. All the pay-per-views are like six hours long. Yeah, but again, they have to do it where they showcase both. Yeah, th- this SummerSlam, I get it. SummerSlam, I get it. But uh, some other ones are a little bit long. I, I think the one last year wasn't Split? brand-specific be- just because the brand split had just happened like a month. Yeah, no, remember you had uh, Randy Orton fighting Brock Lesnar for some reason? And people were yeah, like, what? Yeah, that was the whole elbow thing happened. Yeah, everyone yeah. was like, what? And then uh, second match, Goldust with Marlena defeated Brian Pillman. I'm, I'm hoping you tell me a little bit more about this match. So, I believe this match was... There was some kind of gimmick or stipulation in this match. I think it was if Goldust lost, then he would keep Marlena for like a month or something like that. Um... Either that, or this is where, like, that weird period where Brian Pillman was wearing a dress for some reason. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, this was this was definitely shortly before he, he passed away. I think he, he would end up dying, like, a month later. Well, this is after the Canadian Stampede, which they were both involved in. Was it con- continued storied from that? Yeah, I think that's actually when it, where it started from, the Canadian Stampede. Okay. And um, I, I want to say this is... Like, the first of maybe two matches they had. Like, like singles matches that they had. But I, I could be wrong. Either way, I know that they were involved heavily in a storyline where, like, Brian Pillman had to wear a dress. And then he uh, got to keep Marlena for, for a month. And then he would, unfortunately, pass away. So he got beat in this match. Marlena actually interfered. Slapped them. Oh, okay. So, so this this would actually be the first match then. I think the next one is where, if if Pillman won, he would keep Marlena for a month. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Marlena interferes, slaps him, and uh, Goldust goes for the roll up and gets yeah. the three count. And I guess he gets Marlena. Yep. And then we had the uh, the Legion of Doom versus the Goodwins. The Godwins. Henry O and Phineas. Do you remember them? No. I have no idea who they were. I watched the match a little bit too much. Or a little bit. Yeah. Not too much. But. Well, you can expect. Well, the the Godwins. You can I mean, expect I mean, to win know, from. You know, you know who the Road Warriors are. Yeah. You know that. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but the Godwins were their gimmick was that they were pig farmers. Yeah, I, yeah. So, you know, they would come out in their overalls. They were big guys. Yeah, they were big guys. They were in WCW at one point. Uh, I know one of them was named Tex Lazinger. The other guy was uh, the... I think it was like something to do with a sh- with Shogun or mm-hmm. something like that. Well, the Legion of Doom wins. I could be wrong on that. And it wasn't for a tag team title. No, uh, I think... I don't know if, if this had already happened or this was leading to it, but when they had w- one of the Godwins set up for the for the Doomsday device, they legitimately broke his neck, and they kind of they kind of started a storyline based off of that happening. And these guys didn't have the titles. I'm, I I believe the Godwins were champions at some no, point. No, but I mean like the Legion of Doom. No, they they weren't. Yeah, what the hell? Like they weren't they always champion? No, pretty much. No, but I can't. They had the longest streak opposed to New Day. Notice that there isn't actually a tag a tag team title match on this SummerSlam. Mm-mm. Who were the tag team champions at this point? Was it Owen and and Bulldog? No, because Owen's facing Austin for the Intercontinental Title. Okay, this is throwing me off. Who are the tag team champions at this point? I could look it up real quick. Take a guess. Who would you guess is tag team champions in uh, 97? Um, uh, it, it, it almost... It would make sense for it to be Owen and, and Bulldog. And then they could still have their respective... Um, isn't it Bulldog and his partner? I don't think Owen was his partner. Didn't he have another guy that was his partner? No. Or am I tripping? No, you you, you tripping, dog. Mm, let's see. Tag team championships. Um, it it could have been. See, I don't think, I don't think it was anybody in the nation of domination. So scratch that. I know they had another match with like, with. Uh, DOA, are they on the card? Because I, because I fell asleep watching this, not because it was boring, but because I was tired. Nah, bro, you got school and work. We got it, brother. So, and this was on a Monday. Monday was was kind of a kind of a long day. But it, if uh, DOA was was a thing, do you remember DOA? Dead or alive? No, the 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 disciples of apocalypse. Oh, I remember the, the name motor, and the kind of gang. kind of, but not really. Okay. I was nine years old, so I'm, I kind of want to remember it. Okay, well, I, I remember. Or them. eight years old. And and I don't think they were. I don't think they were. They were champions. Okay, so based the headbangers were no, it wasn't the headbangers. So September ninety-seven. We're looking at at August. Well, look at. So, Austin and Dude Love, no, they, they were vacated. So accor- according to to this, oh they they were, oh was it Austin and Dude I'm, Love went I'm into it? I'm pretty sure they were, they had to have been tag champions at this time. Didn't he come out with the tag team title? I don't remember him having it on his waist. To be honest, I don't remember either. I'm I'm gonna say the the tag titles were vacated at this time because according to the lineage here that we're looking at. 
the the titles were vacated on September 7th, 1997. Prior to this, Stone Cold and Dude Love were tag team were listed as tag team champions as of July 14th, 1997. So, so I'm going to say they were vacated. It says they were vacated because of Austin's neck injury, though. So then that means they they were champions. Yeah. But it but see it wouldn't make sense for for mankind to have come out with a title because he was mankind, not dude love. Yeah. So you know, they, I I think at that time they were trying to still like have that distinction even though it was clearly the same person yeah okay so here's the confusion that me and uh monsoon had i guess we should be more knowledgeable on this i was nine sorry guys uh stone cold steve austin and dude love uh defeated the british bulldog and owen hart which you were almost uh right you said you thought they were they might have been champions going into it right who had won a tournament to face austin and a partner of his choosing Austin also won the Intercontinental Championship during his reign. Holy shit. Okay. Oh, so so they were. They Holy were shit. If if I do remember correctly, I'm pretty sure he came out with the with the tag team belt. You know like what? He might have not around his waist, but holding. You you might be right. I I just watched the match like when it started. I didn't watch the entrance. That's what it might have been. So so I didn't want to watch the entrances. I should though. But I got dude, I got UFC stuff to watch. Mayweather McGregor's going on right now. It's crazy, man. Well, that settles that. But, you know, maybe it's better that they didn't have a, a tag team title match on this card. Because considering what Foley went through in that first cage match, he basically got concussed. Mm-hmm. It's probably better. that. And, yeah. then, and then Austin broke his neck. Yeah. It's probably better that yeah. they didn't have the... Uh, that they didn't have them, you know, on, on two matches. We weren't even on the... So, I, I lost where we were at. Uh, we were touching on the Godwins and... Oh, that, there we go. Who was tag team champions? We to, we were totally baffled by why there was no championship match on this card, and that's because Mankind had a storyline with Triple H, and um, Stone Cold had a match on here for the Intercontinental title later on against Owen Hart. Yeah. But uh, next, after the Legion of Doom versus the Godwins, which there was no championship on the line... The Bulldog versus Shamrock. This was part of. (laughs) Did you not watch it? They they had a feud. From was Shamrock in the fucking Canadian Stampede? Yeah, he was. He was on the Americans. Yeah, so they had a feud carrying over. So I guess that's what the Canadian Stampede was about. Was a five on five. uh... Dude, this writing was so much better than fucking. Than it is today. Yeah. Yeah. Because th- this was a now that I'm looking at it and like putting it together from all around, which I'm gonna have to start looking now. Like this is how much research I'm gonna st- I have to start doing now. Look at the event and look at the previous events and look at the story leading. Yeah, look at in, what's yeah. leading up to. Because like now I'm putting it all together and now it's making sense. So the British Bulldog was part of the five man team and Shamrock was part of the five man team. Austin was part of the five man team. Owen was part of the five man team. Brett wasn't yeah, so, though so because he was so- uh, championship. A, a lot it. of a lot of the stuff that's uh, that's had a lot of the events that are happening here in, in SummerSlam maybe seven carried over from Canadian Stampede, Canadian. and it was a storyline carrying over, yeah. which storylines back in the day carried over various pay per views sometimes. Yeah, well, it's like I said, it was very storyline driven, mm-hmm. and that was such a new concept at that time. 
that uh, you had no choice but to, to make it good. Yep. And then Goldust Pillman, before that, they were fighting for Marlena, which made it a lot more interesting. Dude, they just had layers on top of layers of yeah it, of rivalry because it's it's like it's also like I like I mentioned before too with the whole uh, Undertaker versus Brett thing, and then you have Shawn Michaels in there, and yeah, they're that's spun off yeah. into its own thing. Yeah, that's spun off into his own thing. thing. Call me now. I am Miss Cleo. I tell you about everything. Sorry, guys. And then um, going off on, on another tangent, uh, that spun off into. That would that would eventually spin off into the the first ever Hell in a Cell match, which Kane would come into, mm. and it was just yeah, it was just the whole thing that. So Bulldog versus yeah. Shamrock, Kane goes crazy, and I think attacks the referee because it was a no holds barred match. It was a no DQ match. Yeah, no, it was a new DQ. Nope, because if he would attack the referee in a new DQ or no DQ match, it would have been fine. I think it was a hardcore match. Actually, it should say it right here. Sorry. I have it pulled up, but I'm just an idiot. Uh, no, he he, the bulldog won by disqualification. It turns oh, out it was a singles. For the European I didn't even write. Th- I should have run this down. It was a singles match for the WWF European Championship. So, yeah, so it would it wouldn't have been no disqualification. So that's why Shamrock went crazy. Well, yeah, um, Shamrock. He would again. Have- I was only watching the matches like. Because a lot of these, I have the network. I just didn't want to go through like the fa- fast forwarding, which I need to. Sorry, guys, I'm Shamrock, being lazy. Shamrock had this gimmick where he would snap. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, and, and he'd break just, ankles. Yeah, the ankle just, lock. He just wouldn't let go. He'd scream, you know, get out of my way, and mm-hmm. attack referees and shit. So I assume that's what happened. Yeah, so Bulldog gets the cute. Gets crazy, and uh, no, well, I, I I was watching the match, but I sometimes I play video games and I put it on mute and just watch the match. Yeah. Or, like, listen to the commentary. Bulldog, again, got disqualified. Shamrock goes crazy. Started, dude, Pat Patterson got fucking belly to belly. Yeah, Shamrock. No, Bulldog got disqualified because he was a champion. No. Well, Shamrock got disqualified. Because Bulldog defeated Shamrock by disqualification. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, guys. He snapped. And, uh, well, the funny thing was he was fucking belly-to-belly to belly suplexing everyone in the ring, referees, security guards. Pat Patterson was in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he got belly-to-belly. Yeah, he got belly-to-belly. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this was, it was carrying over from the, the Canadian Stampede yeah, this with was the Hearts. Yeah, European Championship Bulldog retained. Due to disqualification. And then... This one I did not watch. Again, sorry guys. Yeah, this I w- feel like this was kind of a throwaway. Man. Yeah. Uh, Los Bariquas and DOA, which I just mentioned. Disciples of Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, so Los Bariquas were the Puerto Rican stable in the WWE consisting of guys who were uh, over from... The the uh, Carlos Colon promotion. I can't think of the name right now, but they were from that promotion that's run by Carlos Colon. That uh, was Sabio Vega, Miguel Perez, Jose Estrada, and Jesus Castillo. That was uh, the Bariquas and the Disciples of Apocalypse. They had a biker gang gimmick, 
and they would come out their entrance was that they would come out on their bikes and you know the whole thing they had the vests and they were they were in full gimmick uh they that team consisted of crush chains who actually interestingly enough was the other undertaker in SummerSlam slam night ah, it was crush the guy that crushed people's heads with his hand that was his finisher yeah and yeah, they would that, submit. That was the same guy. it was him the fake undertaker from SummerSlam 1994 eight ball and skull who were the uh the ha- they would later be known as the harris boys and in, in wcw um and 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 even tna and I think before this, they were the Blue Brothers, and they, they, if you don't know what they look like, maybe you've seen them. They have long hair and were like dressed in brown. I don't know what their gimmick was. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, the Nation of Domination comes and interferes with this. Yeah, they're trying to build this whole gang turf war kind of thing, which actually would play out until Survivor Series of that year. Because uh, I think the Survivor Series of that year was called uh, Gang Rules or something like that. Who did they replace? So that's when they bring in The Rock. The Nation of Domination brings in Rocky Maivia as The Rock. Yeah. So at this time, what was going on was they had brought in Ahmed Johnson into the Nation of Domination. Ahmed Johnson and Farouk, who was the leader of the Nation of Domination, had been feuding. Uh, because they're both alpha males. They're both in the championship. Well... They would have been both in the championship running. And you can't have that, brother. Damn. 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 <laughs> I got to work on my Ron Simmons. How was uh, my Ron Simmons? This is a little bit good. <laughs> Damn. Actually, I'll never forget the first time I saw that. Like, John Cena was cutting a promo on Booker T on a Raw. And then out of nowhere, Ron Simmons comes out and just says, Damn. <laughs> I think he did a little bit better than me right there. <laughs> Damn. So that was uh, that that was pretty great. Um, but yeah, so they had a, they had allied Ahmad Johnson with the Nation of Domination. Um, what happened here was they came in, they interfered in the match. Ahmad Johnson tried to do his signature move, the Pearl River Plunge. On the outside, on one of the DOA guys, it might have been Crusher Chains, not sure which one. And he legit injured himself, so he would be out from, he would be out of action, for some foreseeable time. The next night on Raw, they would kick him out and bring in The Rock, and The Rock would then join the Nation of Domination and become the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, and possibly the next president of the United States, which is fucking retarded. Yeah, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't vote. For him. Well, if it's down to him and Trump, I'm voting for the fucking Rock. Uh, see, I don't know. know. <laughs> you just not gonna vote again? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I just fucking play video games or podcast about it. Nah, I don't know, man. I love the Rock. He could be the most. Hey, ele- you know what? You know he what? could be the most electrifying president in history because it's not sports entertainment. You know what? Um, I I hope he gets like one of those endorsement commercials mm-hmm. from Rikishi. And, he, and Ricky says, I did it for the I Rock. I did it for The Rock. Would you vote for him then? <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what if The Rock's slogan or campaign was, I did it for The Rock? Would you vote for him then? It, it probably, yeah. With Rikishi's face? Yeah, absolutely I would. All right. Absolutely. We're on board, everybody. So, somebody make it happen. Yep, Rock He's for president. Vote yep. If his slogan is, I did it for The Rock. <laughs> and I would wear the buttons, I would wear the shirts, the whole thing. I would be in full gimmick. All right. 
where were we? Jesus. So, uh, we... Th- okay, yeah, yeah this, I'm sorry, but... This eight-man tag team match was kind of a throwaway match. Uh, but they were they were clearly building up to... Again, awesome writing. Like, you have... With these, if you go and just watch the pay-per-view, it's kind of... It, it's hard to pick up on some of the shit that's going on because it it was story built over time. It wasn't just like, right before the pay-per-view, let's get our shit together and this pay-per-view is this storyline and let's get a new storyline for the next pay-per-view. Shit's annoying as fuck. Well, yeah, because what, what they were trying to do here and they, they eventually, eventually did do it, uh, they were building up the whole gang warfare storyline gimmick thing uh, that would it, it 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 had been going on up to this point and would go on from there. Um, so if SummerSlam happened in August of '97, they had a pay per view in September '97, which I think was like Ground Zero or something like that. I don't remember. It was an In Your House pay per view. Uh, they had another. They probably had another In Your House pay per view in October. And it would this would all culminate at Survivor Series of that year, which was called Gang Rules. And I I, I think it's pretty appropriate because that is where you have, you know, your your four on four or eight on eight team versus team. So, you know, it's pretty I think it's pretty cool that this carried over to, to Survivor Series to culminate at Survivor Series. And I guess having already uh, an eight-man tag match and... Uh, because it's basically writing itself is what yeah, I was trying to say. Yeah. And then, sorry, and then you have the Legion of Doom against the the Godwins. You you have enough tag team action on the card to, to not have to have a championship Well, even still... Run. I just think, I, th- I think that they, they got kind of confused with the storyline they were trying to do with the tag championship. Austin and Mankind... I'm sure there's there was a reason there's a good reason behind it like where if we went and looked it up and it would actually probably make sense yeah but um, e- even this makes sense because it almost in an unfor- in an unfortunate way it almost works out because Austin would uh, spoiler alert would go on and get injured late like yeah. literally next match next match is causing them to vacate mm-hmm. and then you have these vacant titles which you can have the Bulldog and Owen. Uh, Legion of Doom and the Godwins fight for. Yeah, they had they had they had options. They had good tag team options in the. Spe- and even the dude, there's so much tag team action on this card. Like you had uh, you had an eight man tag match and then a regular tag match and then you still had the Nation of Domination come out and interfere. Like you had just a lot of tag power back in the day. Yeah. And today it seems like they're breaking up every tag team at every turn of the corner it's kind of weird yeah i don't i don't get why they're so uneasy on, on their tag team yeah but uh like we mentioned next was stone cold steve austin versus uh wait did we mention a one yeah we if we we wasn't isn't it a los boricos los boricos oh, defeated him yeah oh okay all right well well well, well brother yeah los boricos defeated uh these guys um, I'm sure at least one of them is a shoe in for the Hall of Fame. From? I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. Maybe from the Nation of Domination, but yeah. those two other factions were... It was Farouk is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. 
he's the first ever uh, black or uh, African American W world heavyweight champion for, for WCW. Yeah, brother. Brother. There, there's a lengthy story about that, but I won't get into it. Yeah, we can get into that some other time. Uh, so yeah, Steve Austin versus Owen Hart. Yeah. Uh, pa, well, what would you rank this match just as memorable? Because it's definitely in the top ten, I would have to say. This match really stands out, and not for good reason. Yeah. Um, well, for good and not good reasons, because these guys, Owen, like his brother, grew up in the dungeon and in a wrestling family, so they had a really, really good catch wrestling, but yet knew how to implement it into a sports entertainment kind of match. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Austin, literally, his last gimmick was the ring master. Yeah. And I feel like at this time, both of them were putting out really solid work. Just Yeah. I think, I think it's a pretty solid card in the sense that a lot of these guys were putting out very solid work. Yeah. Um, but I think Owen Hart was, that was a constant with him. I, I don't, I don't know that I've ever been like, oh man, this match kind of sucks with him. But, um, yeah, this, this match was, uh, memorable for a very unfortunate occurrence that, you know, took place in this match. Yeah. So they're, they're putting on good back and forth. Um, took it out to the outside, got back in the ring, and then what this match is really known for is not, like, their chemistry, which if you go back and watch it, they have really, really good chemistry. This is, like I said, in the memorable matches, it's up there not for what it should be. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess it gives it that that boost up there, too. But uh, So Owen Hart goes for a pile driver. Yeah, well, what was supposed to happen was... Owen Hart was gonna reverse he was gonna reverse something Austin had put on him and turn it into a pile driver where it was almost like the Undertakers he was gonna land on his knees and you know it was gonna go into a near fall Owen decided to instead of going to his knees falling on his ass I guess Austin hadn't adjusted for that <coughs> properly, and he ended up getting dropped on his head as a result, and that resulted in Austin breaking his neck. Well, if if you watch when Owen jumps you, and then when he's coming down, you see the top of this guy's crown, like very visible. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what's first going to hit. And if you take it on the knees, it's not he's that that crown isn't gonna pop out. And maybe Austin took it as a knee one instead of them sitting down, but it was uh it was definitely a mistake. No, a very costly one for Austin in his career. Yeah, it's because this this is the neck. injury that would ultimately lead to a lot of his problems and his retirement in yeah. two thousand. A broken freaking neck. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it obviously wasn't done on purpose. No. And um, a lot of uh, a lot of backstage or wrestlers say that um, Owen had a lot of regret after this, like to, uh, like because of what happened, and even distanced himself 
to a certain extent from Austin. They always worked well together and always kept it cordial, but um, Owen just wasn't the same after that. Yeah, Un- understandably. Yeah. You know, a little bit more and you could have killed him. You're out there. You're, you have to... Uh, you're protecting the guy you're working with. You're mm-hmm. not supposed to actually hurt. Yeah. And Owen was a good guy. Everyone talks about how how good of a guy he was. And, uh, yeah, he broke Austin's neck. But Austin, dude. Austin, to his credit, finished a goddamn match. And pinned him. Yep. Won. Um, it was it was a little... If you, if you were watching this, and it's like the first time you're watching this, it's a little scary because Austin is just laying there. He's not moving. Uh, Owen is like... he's He's almost like trying to really make up for, for the dead air that's happening uh he's like pointing at the crowd and and talking shit at them and i guess the referee's trying to figure out hey is this guy really hurt or what uh and then very very sloppily understandably of course because he just got his neck broke austin reaches for the for the roll up and rolls up owen and won yeah, with and a broken won, And he became neck. the new Intercontinental Champion. I don't know that at that time in the middle of that ring, maybe he didn't know the severity of it, so that maybe he could have called an audible and been like, mm-hmm. just just have just have Owen pin me, brother. Yeah, yeah, brother. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. My neck's broken. Yeah. So maybe he didn't maybe he didn't know how severe it was, but it was dude they it would have turned out to be very yeah they carried awesome. him out uh Earl Hedner yeah actually he he walked out of there right yeah like, a lot they, of reps carried like not carried carried him out but they walked him out of there yeah, like they walked him out of there yeah, but he looked in bad fucking amazing. shape like he was almost dragging his feet like it was very hard for him to pick him up yep yep and he would subsequently be out for almost a year mhm yeah I'm not sure how long but it was one of those injuries that was talked about a lot yeah yeah so uh, Austin would go on to win this match with a broken neck he would be he would uh, unfortunately be out for several months after this as a result yep nothing much after nothing much to say after that dude yeah I don't know it's kind of sad makes me sad I don't know why yeah but uh, well, I mean, it's it's crazy that you know that this is the injury mm-hmm. that you know had him retired. Yeah, so um, early. Unpopular, uh, unpopular statement, I guess. Um, I'm not saying I wasn't an Austin fan. I'm just saying he reminded me a little bit too much of Goldberg, and I hated fucking Goldberg. So I didn't hate Austin. I thought his ba- I thought him being a badass because Goldberg didn't talk. He just came in and won. And I was an NWO fan, so I was like, "Fuck you, Goldberg! You're a piece of shit." I hope you die. Well, I didn't hope he died, but <laughs> I hope he got. I was glad when he got cattle prod, and I was like, "That's not fair! How are you? They're gonna end the streak with a cattle prod." I'm like, "Look, shut your fucking face! Nash is the best. He's the fucking champion. Here comes Hogan with a poke of death. I don't care. NWO for life. They do whatever the fuck they want." At that time, I didn't care. It. Not looking back at it, it was the death of WCW, but it certainly helped. It's yeah. It was certainly like the the ripping out of tubes that were very vital to the. To the resuscitation process. But 
I kind of stayed away a little bit from Austin until the whole WCW thing started imploding. After, yeah. like, not, not, because uh, it started imploding a way, like, little by little. Little by little. It, it wasn't, would you say it was little by little or would you say it was just boom? I think them let it, letting the members in more and more and more and more. Yeah, and then splitting it off between the yeah. white and white and red and black. It was just. But um, and then the horrible decisions and the title changes and the celebrities. It was. I I wasn't I wasn't really big on Austin either. Um, at at this time, I was really big on Brett. Mm. Mm. Because just because he was so good. Oh, his uh, he his and this was yeah was he, so he turned heel right. Good, yeah. Well, he was such a fan favorite. He would give all the kids the fucking glasses. Yeah, fucking but, come over but and greet he, them. He went from that to being completely hated, and I thought, man, this guy's doing something right. Yeah. At at nine years old, I knew this guy's doing something right. I thought I thought Brett was awesome too, but like I said, when I jumped ship to WCW, I paid more attention to WCW than I did because uh, I would flip channels in between in between commercials, or like there would be something boring on WCW, I'd flip over to fucking. Yeah. To Raw, and yeah. uh, if there was something really, really good on Raw, I may, I might keep it on Raw. But it was usually WCW to look for the cruiserweights, look for Chris Jericho, look for the NWO. That was a big, a big one. Like wait for those. Like if there was a shitty match, I'd change it and watch the other one, the other brand, real quick. So you're telling me you didn't watch Mortis versus Glacier? No, probably not. That's probably one of the matches. I was like, oh, I'm gonna check W. I'm gonna check out what's on Raw real quick. But like you I said, we're in checking out Alex Wright. Nah, you know what? He was one of the draws. <laughs> but um, no, like I said, he he reminded me a little bit too much of Goldberg, and I hated Goldberg. I didn't hate Austin. I just at that time DX was around too, yeah. And I was I was a big DX fan. Well, no, DX came out afterwards because they they weren't officially named DX. Yeah. This was like the the beginnings. Yeah. of it. This was Hunter and. In China, or yeah, Hunter Hearst yeah, in, in China, and then Shawn Michaels yeah. was still. I think he was still out with this fake knee injury, where he lost a smile. That might, I, I remember that, but I think yeah, it was a little bit after that. Where like, because apparently, what what was that? That he he gave it up because he didn't want to face someone, right? And he he, he, he didn't want to drop the yeah, belt and he's like, my I got a knee injury, I can't. Yeah, and. Uh, everyone says that that wasn't real. Yeah, everyone says that wasn't real. So, yeah. Um, where were we? Uh, we were leading up to the building yeah. up to the to the main event. Yeah, here. we're ending. Yeah, so Steve Austin broken freaking neck wins the match, which brings us to our main event, which was Bret Hart and the Undertaker. Undertaker being champion. Bret Hart getting the chance at the championship, and th- this led on from a feud between. Shawn Michaels and Brett. This start. This was kind of not the start. I was it around the start. Yeah, it started their feud, right? Right before this. Uh, they. This was so. This was after the Iron Man match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Twelve. No, was it? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I gotta get my lineage right here. Um. From there, Shawn. Sean was champion. Mm-hmm. He 
would be... He would be champion that summer of 96 through Survivor Series of 96 when he lost it to Sid. And then from there, he won it back that January at Royal Rumble. He won it back from, from Sid. He dropped it, which led to In Your House Final Four, where it was Sid, Austin, Undertaker, and Bret. Brett, I believe, won it there. At at the at in your house final four. Which I think was like in. It was earlier in that year. Um, Sid, I think, won it back, at some point, and then Undertaker won it from him at WrestleMania thirteen. So, Undertaker was champion at WrestleMania, from WrestleMania 13 up to this point at SummerSlam 97. Yep. WrestleMania 13 was in... I know I'm getting my dates wrong, but I at least have the lineage <laughs> right. Um, so, WrestleMania was in April of 97, and SummerSlam was in August of 97. Yeah. And this is when uh, championships carried over for a while, so... Yeah. Undertaker was champion going into SummerSlam. Bret Hart became number one contender and said if he didn't win the title, he would never wrestle on American soil again. Yep. And then uh, Shawn Michaels requests to be part of SummerSlam. I think the main event. I think he wanted in the... Yeah, somehow he got himself the, the referee spot. Yeah, somehow... I, I don't remember how. That I don't remember. I don't remember how either. Yeah, but, but uh, he he's the special guest referee. Did something happen like the week before? Yeah, he got he got named uh, special referee. Was this when he was like the commissioner of Raw or something? I don't know. I was like nine again. <laughs> like I need I need I needed to go back and do extensive history, which I will start doing now for like these big events. I need to start doing more of these. Just I don't do a lot of these. Excuses, excuses. I should do them. Yeah, uh, we're, 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 we're working with what we got. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so Shawn Michaels was the guest referee. He would... Um, he would he would come into play in this match, uh, which would, as I mentioned earlier, which would spin off into what would be the first ever Hell in a Cell. Uh, from there... Undertaker would spin off in, in with Kane. Well, do you remember why Sean got involved in the match? I remember because uh, Brett spit in his face. Yeah, Brett spit in his face. The whole time, I think they were egging each other on until finally, I think Sean was doing like the slow count gimmick for Brett. Brett wasn't having it. He spit. In his face? Spit, yeah, he spit on, on Sean. And then Sean, Sean came in. A chair. Came in and went to hit He was Brett. trying to hit Brett. Brett ducked. Yeah, the Undertaker got hit. I think he got like laid out. Open too. Yeah, he got laid out, and then uh, Brett goes for the the pin, but the Undertaker is completely out, and Sean reluctantly, reluctantly counts the three. Count. He he does a one, two, and wait, then like he like yeah, and then, and then does, does three, three, and he's pissed. Yep. And Brett becomes champion and holds it up like a badass, winning his fifth championship, yeah. tying Five the time. record at the time. Five time. Five time. <laughs> Five time. Yeah, so he tied the the man uh, Hulkamania, brother. Let me tell you something. Yeah, at that time. That Bret Hart brother? 
at that time, uh, there hadn't been... He might have tied Hulkamania, brother. But well, I came Hulk, back. Hulk, yeah, Hulkamania would come back. I and, came and back and won six, that sixth title, brother. Nearly, like, what, ten years? No, not ten years. He was yeah, old ten, as fuck. Yeah, ten years later. Yeah, dude, it had to be six. more. Yeah. Um, at this time, there hadn't been uh, a champion that, you know, a five-time WWF champion. And they didn't acknowledge it either. Yeah, they didn't acknowledge it. Brett did. I remember... I actually do remember this for some reason. The week before on Raw, he made it a point to say that he, he'll he be a five-time champion at SummerSlam. Well, brother. Uh, in a promo. You might, tie, you might tie Hulkamania, brother. Which will never be Hulkamania. Because let me tell you something, brother. At WrestleMania 3, I slammed that giant. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Brett becomes... Tying Hulk Hogan for the fifth time. Yep. And um, that's the end of that chapter. Well, not really. That goes on to the, the lead to the rivalry between, well, more intensify the rivalry between Brett and uh, Shawn Michaels leading to the Montreal Screwjob, which we should review and talk oh, about. Man, you know what? I know if, everyone has if done we're it. Doing, if we're doing um, SummerSlam... 97 today mm-hmm. in November because we're, we're, we're gonna do something in November for, yeah. for Survivor Series we have to yeah uh, we should we should we should talk about we should talk about Survivor Series 98 yeah or 97 no it was 98 Survivor Series 97 pull that shit up Jamie I don't remember what was on that but I happen to know the Screwjob one was in was in 98. But, um, yeah, so, as I've mentioned several times, the this would spin off with a feud between The Undertaker and Sean, uh, which would then go on to, to the first ever Hell in a Cell match. Man, I remember when they announced the Hell in a Cell, I was like, what is this thing going to look like? Um, I remember thinking when I actually saw it I was a kid man when I actually saw it I remember thinking man that thing is fucking awesome it's way better than than the cage because at the time as we said the it was like the prison bar style cage versus the hell in the cell which was the chain link fence yeah so Survivor Series 97 was the Montreal Screwjob so we can talk about that this upcoming next podcast yeah yeah, we can do it in the next podcast. We'll talk about what's ha- what's going to happen at the next pay per view, and um, what's going on. So, yeah, that was the end of that one. So, what you guys know when we're dropping that other one? That'll come out next month. So stay tuned for that one for me and Monsoon Mendez. But let's do a we've been, dude. We we talked a shitload about SummerSlam '97. So let's do. Yeah, a qu- and you know what? We could have talked more. Yeah, we could have talked more, but. We already got an hour, and we got SummerSlam 2017 to talk about, and maybe a little bit of a... You know what? Let's talk about a, a little bit. We don't even have to get too much into it just because we talk so much about 97. Let's talk about... Um, we'll skip Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, because they, they lead into... Um, let, me, let me just say this, because I have a few points yeah. about Raw, Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, brother. Yeah, let's let's get to the the we're, we're the, gonna, the key we're points. The, a, yeah, some quick key points. Some some of my own observations as as far as raw went. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, 
the the Dean Ambrose and and Seth Rollins thing. I like it. Maybe it's just me. There are some very strong gay overtones. (laughs) I'm not offending anybody. No, it's very gay. But there sometimes I can't even trust myself. What are you gonna butt fuck him or something? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Like um, the whole thing about wanting to like get the fist in and the yeah, yeah, it's it's so so weird. weird. There's some very gay. I'm not trying to offend anybody. Okay, I don't care. Yeah, I don't either. But it's weird. <laughs> it's weird that 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 they're doing this for, you know, sports entertainment. It's 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 very, um, it's very soap. It's too soap opera-ish. And there are like some very gay undertones. Like like if if I didn't know any better. This was going to culminate, instead of a match, with them kissing. Mm. Mm. Well, they're back as a tag team, and I'm just glad that uh, Dean's out of the fucking Intercontinental Championship picture. Not that I don't think he belongs there. I'm just tired of seeing him in The Miz. I'm done with that shit. Yeah. And I think him and Seth taking the titles and uh, being in a kind of a tag team kind of picture right now helps out the tag team division. Helps them out because it keeps them out of the top-heavy, big heavyweight division, guys. And they deserve to have titles on them. And there's only one intercontinental belt. So what better way than have guys that... It's, it's almost like a fresh coat of paint for yeah. two guys that yep. really needed it. Yes. Let's, let's go on because uh, I don't want to take up everyone's time. Yeah. Um, real quick, you, you had Sasha Banks beating Nia Jax. I have no thoughts on this. Yeah. I don't know if you do. Well, no, Elias attacks our truth. Uh, I don't. First of all, why did our truth attack? What was what was the reason behind? I don't know. Why did our truth come out when the Drifter was out there trying to do his thing? I don't know. Uh, I do like the character of the Drifter. They should have left him as a Drifter. They shouldn't have taken his last name away. I'm gonna skip this one, but uh, then we got Akira Tozawa. Def- oh, wait, hold on, hold on. I, I mentioned this earlier, maybe. But did you see that somebody, someone threw a drink at, um, at Enzo? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, someone threw a drink like NWO style, like back in the day. Okay. Would throw. Dude, I don't, I don't. Know. The big cast thing, uh, it's I don't like it. Mm-mm. It makes no sense. Why yeah. is Enzo having the big show, mm-hmm. fight his battles, and why are they going to put him in a shirt? They have that on the main card instead. Of, well, I hope they have it on the pre-show, but they have they have Tozawa and Neville on the pre-show, which they should be on the main card because it's a title match. But I'm not the Booker, so yeah. But they had uh, sorry, they had Tozawa win on Raw, which is kind of weird. I was very critical of this match. You didn't like the match, or you didn't like? I didn't like the fact that it was Tozawa won the cruiserweight championship on the show. That is not their show. That is not 205 Live, yeah. It should only be defended on 205 Live or on the pay-per-view. Yeah, uh, the Cruiserweight should be uh, showcased to this effect on their show. Yes. Um, and, and this tells me, you asked me earlier, did I watch 205 Live? I said no, because according to Raw, I don't have to. If I want to see a title change, I will watch it on Raw. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, so, you're right. You're right, brother. I'm, I'm pissed. Yeah. All right, uh, Bray Wyatt, Finn Balor. All right, no, this I want to talk about this real quick. Okay. Because people are like, oh, now we're going to see the demon. Oh, oh look at this. Now we're the, the demon. Hey, yeah. Look, fuck this stupid-ass 
feud, this feud sucks dick. I love the demon and I love Bray Wyatt, but this feud makes no sense. It doesn't advance neither of these guys. I get it. People want to see the fucking demon, but a little fresh coat of blood isn't gonna get me convinced to see the demon. Yeah, you that save, was Jesus. Yeah, Fuck. you save him for a fucking title, not just because it's a pay per view and it's Bray. You could have done something way better than this fucking bullshit. Okay, the points that I have to make about this: a year ago, Finn Balor was champion. Yes. Okay, <laughs> think about that. Yeah. And now he's going up against Bray Wyatt. Uh, they need a book Bray Wyatt for him to actually win a match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, like, for him to actually win a program, like like a feud. He actually needs to win one. Dude, they they had a perfect fucking feud with him and Randy, a whole fucking storyline going on for a year, and they're like, hey, you know what, we're going to do another shakeup, and we're going to throw Bray over here. What the fuck? Yeah. And now you have Randy floating, and then you have... I like Jinder's champion, don't get me wrong. But, like, you had a badass fucking feud that you kind of just like, nope, I'm done with this. It, it's it's bad enough that Randy's very bland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when he was infiltrating the Wyatts and doing that whole thing, I thought that added a lot to his character. Yeah. It, it showed a lot of ability. Like, he could actually get himself over and not be so bland. Um, We'll skip those two because they make no sense to me and uh universal championship match yeah the 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 four they all went to face to face whatever all right we can skip that and then uh i think i think brock i think brock loses honestly yeah i think so too well we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that shortly let's see anything about this nope nope raw was kind of or smackdown was kind of Except for yeah, what do you okay? The, 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 this is interesting, actually. The, so the ending. What so you, let, let's go over the ending real quick. Let's well, paint. No, let's on, paint the on. picture. Because I I thought I thought one thing was in well yeah I thought this one thing was interesting about about SmackDown. AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, and Shane. Okay, what I do don't know where the hell that's going. I I'm confused. I want to not against it. I'm just confused. I want to say just like you had AJ and Shane at WrestleMania, you're gonna have Kevin Owens and Shane at some point. I don't. Oh, 100 percent. I don't know where. A hundred percent. I'm sure they're gonna have uh, AJ. They're gonna keep him as champion, and mm-hmm. they're gonna spin him off with somebody else. Makes sense. Hope. Makes sense. I hope that goes on. Yeah, Orton and Rusev garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the rest of the the rest of the card kind of sucked. So at the end of the at the end of the night, we have uh, Jinder Mahal versus John Cena. Yeah, that they were they were. Building to that non-title all week. match, yeah, non-title were, match, yeah, they were really pushing that all week, mm-hmm. and um, whatever the match goes on, and uh, Cena's out on the outside, and Corbin comes out. Yeah, he originally comes out with the intention to either spectate and distract. Yeah, no, doesn't he beat the fuck out of them? Yeah, no, sorry, he beats the fuck out of them with the the briefcase, doesn't he? I think so and then i think he realizes hey i can actually yeah it. yeah that's what it is i watched i didn't go back and rewatch this because i was watching other stuff but uh i keep saying that i gotta stop saying that but yeah no he he beats the fuck out of these two guys leaves and then comes back because he realizes he can cash in and then he cashes in and so here's where it gets really funky so 
you have Corbin doing some of the worst horrible selling. He's looking back about seven times to see if Cena's in place. So he can go hit him off the ropes so he can take the roll-up. Yeah, it was really blatant. Mm -hmm. And then you have him, and then you have Cena finally get up on the ropes, on the apron. And then you have him finally hit Cena. And while he hits Cena, Jinder gets gets up real quick and rolls him up in a very sloppy roll-up. It seemed like he was trying to put his feet on the ropes... But he couldn't get it in time, and like his foot is under the ropes, and then, or maybe he was trying to make a quick escape. I don't know what it was. It almost looked like his feet were, or one of his feet was mm-hmm. under the ropes. So we'll see what, what what they make of that. Well, nothing because it's this weekend. Yeah. Oh well, it's the money in the bank, so it doesn't really matter, and it wasn't for a championship. So we'll see what happens. On he'll probably interfere till he gets his money in the bank. That's what I would. Maybe. That that's I, how I, I, I was, would write it. I was actually expecting him mm. to cash in on Sunday, dude. Yeah, me too. You know how I would write it? Uh. You have him interfere in every fucking championship match there is till he gets his till he gets his chat. I don't think you should have it. No, well, you don't no. like Baron Corbin, and no, I don't like Baron Corbin. Yeah, um, I think the reason they took it off of him was because he's gonna. They're gonna job him out to Cena in mm-hmm. like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. There, there was something interesting. He had a back and forth with, with on Twitter with Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, mm-hmm. and then he got into it with a, with, with some guy on Twitter who turned out to be, uh, like a. He turned out to be some kind of military, mm-hmm. and he showed them, he showed he showed him a picture of of him with Vince, Vince McMahon. At some military base, and Corbin right away apologized. And uh, I, the, there was rumors that they they took it off of him because of that. But honestly, I I don't think it's that. I think they're just gonna do it because, or they did it because they're gonna job him out to Cena in like five minutes. Okay, that's my theory. Um, yeah. So it was really weird. Like I said, because you don't you don't want your money in the bank guy to. Mm-hmm. Lose in five minutes. And here's the thing: so Cena's been involved in all three of the mishaps in the Money in the Bank. He didn't cash his in apparently. What What was the thing with him and uh, he was involved with Cody and this guy, or uh, Sandow? Yeah, he, was, he was champion at the time with Sandow. Yeah, and, he and beat now Sandow. And now. And now the, the Corbin. So he hasn't cashed in the first time that it happened. Yeah. Second time. He was champion when Sandow didn't have it or what had it. Yeah. Third time, he stopped Corbin. Um. Well, a lot of people are trying to attribute it to Cena bearing Corbin, but look honestly, if you're trying to build Corbin, which it looks like they are, I wouldn't job him out to Cena. Cena's mm-hmm. a part timer at this point. Yeah. Because after SummerSlam, I'm pretty sure he's done, and. At this point, I would just have him do the honors for Corbin, and you build a guy, basically. We'll talk about SummerSlam real quick, but NXT... Well, that was the end, sorry. Yeah. Sorry to just end it abruptly like that. Anything else? I I said everything I could say. If you want to build him, have him beat Cena. Yeah. If you want to bury him, have Cena beat him in five minutes. Yeah, well, that's how it ends, and like, so fans are kind of shocked. And not shocked, but like, uh, they don't know what... Yeah, it it was very surprising. Yeah. And then, uh, so NXT TakeOver 3 is happening this 
weekend. Yeah, Saturday, the day in Brooklyn. Summerside. Yeah, and I think it's going to be pretty good. So they have NXT champion Bobby Roode versus Drew McIntyre. I think Drew McIntyre's taking yeah, it. Drew McIntyre. I think he's taking it off of Roode, which yeah. might lead into a rivalry, and it might lead into a triple threat later on, leading into the next takeover, yeah. where I think Roderick Strong kind of gets the push. Yeah. Because um, they didn't stop the push after he they, lost against It's too soon Rude. For, for, for Strong to get the, the belt, but he should get it next year. Yeah. I think you put it on McIntyre and then have this triple threat thing going, keep going on because they kind of introduced it now. Yeah, it's a fresh match. I feel like this is an NXT or a TNA match. Mm. Bobby Roode and Drew McIntyre mm. from, mm. from from like two years ago. <laughs> Let me tell you, brother. Hulk Hogan, Terry Bollea. He was in all of these promotions. Wasn't he? Yeah, he was in TNA, yeah. <clears throat> TNA, WCW, WWF. Yeah. Was he champion of TNA as well at one point? Don't tell me he was G- TNA champion. Um, I know he was an on-air authority figure. Okay. He didn't wrestle, like did he? commission or something. I don't know. He re- well, remember he wrestled Ric Flair. Okay. That, uh, sorry. <laughs> Let's not bring that up. Yeah. That was a terrible so, yeah, I think Drew McIntyre is going to take it off of Bobby Roode, which is going to lead, like I said, lead into a triple threat with them, Roderick Strong, Bobby Roode, and Drew McIntyre, eventually leading to Bobby Roode. I think you can or, do either. Uh, Strong, sorry, getting the title. You can do either one. Because um, I, I think this is going to be Roode's uh, chance to get pulled up to the main roster. I think you can do either one. Um, if they do, because I know they're trying to do like another superstar shakeup or whatever they call it. Yep. Uh, maybe they'll bring him up. That like I forgot to mention, it's very apparent they're going to do it with Cena saying, "I'm a free agent. I can go wherever I want because I'm a part timer." And then you have Brock coming out with a blue shirt on Raw. I didn't catch that. He had a blue shirt, blue Suplex City shirt, not the signs, the whole shirt. I hadn't caught that. No. What do you think about that one? What do you think weird. about that one, brother? That was weird. Um, Terrible later caught that one, brother. Uh, I, I think, think Brock, Brock is, is done after SummerSlam. Yeah. Well, we still got to talk about SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's going to be part of the, probably what we think will be part of the superstar shakeup. Bobby yeah, Roode. Bringing, bringing, bringing up Bobby Roode. Yep. That's what I think, brother. Yep. And then we have... Uh, Asuka taking on Ember Moon. Asuka's broken the longest... Well, like, she's, like, third on the longest streak as champion. See, I don't or undefeated. Think, I don't think they take it off of her just yet. I think they do, brother. I think she... They keep it on her until WrestleMania next year. Who takes it off of her? I don't know. Because I thought Ember Moon was going to take it off of her at Chicago. Well, if, if she would have been... In that match, yeah, I mm-hmm. think so. Dude, and they mentioned, they brought it up that she beat uh, Goldberg's record. Yep. They brought it up. Even Nash retweeted it. Like, uh, something about he's broken records before. <laughs> what? <laughs> he retweeted it that like, he's broken streaks before as well. <laughs> okay. I hate Goldberg, so I think it's awesome. Because I was a super NWO fan and everyone was so fucking mad. How are you gonna, are you gonna have Hall come in and Kyle Pratt, <laughs> Goldberg, and it's so stupid. I get it, but I'm an NWO fan. Yeah, and I love it. 
<laughs> because everyone got so fucking mad. <laughs> it should have been a clean win. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, so you don't think Asuka's going to lose. I think she might lose it and be pulled up in the shakeup. Boom. Not yet. Not yet. But she needs to, dude. You know what? They should send people down to NXT. Yeah. Well, no. They no, do. they need to pull up Asuka. Uh, Dude, no, she's losing it. In, in, in this shakeup thing, they should send people down no. to NXT. Oh, well, well, I think I heard I heard Enzo, Enzo Moore is getting sent down there. I, I heard rumors of getting sent down to NXT as well. Dolph. I, I heard 205. Yeah. I just heard For they Dolph? hate him. Enzo, yeah, I heard yeah. they hate him. But that, I mean, you'll talk about that afterward. Uh, yeah. Tag Team Champions, the Authors of Pain versus Sanity. Do you think the Authors of Pain finally got to take it off of them? No, I, uh, Authors of Pain. They're killing it. Mm. I was very critical of them like a year ago, but they're coming along very nicely. I see them in the main roster next year. Yes, very, very possible. And then we have uh, Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Cien Almas. Look, I haven't seen NXT in a while, but I feel like poor Johnny Gargano was lost in the shuffle. And they had... I don't I don't know what led to this match, but I, to be fair, I hate... He's like three weeks back, and Cien Almas was a heel, and he needed an opponent. I think Johnny Gargano accepted it from what I remember. See, so, like, su- this is a brand a new heel, rivalry. What I would book him to do is put on a goddamn mask mm. and be La Sombra. Mm. I think WWE wants to stay away from luchador gimmicks, even though they're introducing them more with... A luchadora being introduced to WWE Mae Young Classic, and you have Gran Matalik back in 205 Live, and what's his name? Elinza Dorado at 205 Live as well. Isn't Kalisto? Kalisto so and, yeah, Kalisto and you have, uh, what's his name? He, he's not garbage. The other guy. Uh, Sin Cara? Sin Cara, yeah. And then, yeah, so, like, again, Gargano versus Cien Almas. I don't know where they're going to go with that. Yeah, me either. That's anyone's guess. Yeah. They're probably Gargano. I, they'll probably build him and they're going to do some kind of rivalry with him and Tomasa Ciampa. Yeah, Ciampa's out right now. Yeah, I think he's injured. Yep. And then you have uh, Alistair Black versus Hideo Itami. Yeah, that's going to be a pretty awesome match. These I, are two stiff guys. I think I went upside down. The match? <laughs> I called the match the card, you upside, the what? card upside down. Yeah, it's all right. So the... It's going to be a good starter if this is how they start off with uh, Hideo. And, yeah, these uh, are these are two uh, stiff guys. They they showcase that strong style. It's going to be good. If you're not doing anything Saturday, come watch it. Yeah. Come chill, brother. All right, brother. Yep. Well. Well. Yeah, so I, I think it's going to be a badass match. A badass card, to say the least. Yeah. These takeovers put it on, dude. They it, like, And I, I thought it was going to be hard. After the f- the initial shakeup where they brought up Samoa Joe and they brought up uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, I'm like, where are the superstars going to be? Dude, Rude took the reins and fucking flew with it. Yeah. And, like, these guys are stepping up, too. Like, yeah. the lower I mean, guys. There, there was a little a little bit of a bland. Yeah, like but we, had, we, need, we needed the introduction after Nakamura left the, of the other guys. We needed to know who they were. Yeah. Like, McIntyre came into the picture. Bobby Rude was seen a little bit more after taking the title. Yeah. So... Because you still had Nakamura a little bit after Joe left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, yeah, that's that's the card for TakeOver. And, all right, let's uh, close off the show with SummerSlam 2017. Yep. Uh, First of all, this thing is going to be, like, six hours, and it looks... I feel like it's going to be a pain in the ass to watch this. 
<laughs> so Kirtozawa was gonna defend against uh, Neville. Yeah, this is like a pre the pre show. Yeah, so Neville, dude, Neville came out on two o five live since you didn't watch. He came out with like black around his eyes and like he looked like he hadn't slept. And it looks like they're playing up the gimmick to where like he was the champion and he's like, "Fuck this!" I, uh, he went crazy and like he he kicked cruiserweights out of the back, out of the, uh, out of the locker room. Yeah. It looks like he didn't get any rest after losing the title. It looks like he's restless after losing the title. So it's, uh, it's do interesting. You, do you think? Do you think he wins the, the title back? Do you think they hot potato this title? I hope not. I hope not. But I could see them doing that. Just because Neville's such a strong character in that, uh, I hope Titus O'Neil interferes. I'm glad Neville found his character. Yeah, I'm glad he, he really mm-hmm. got into his. Character. I just hope the uh, the writing for Two O Five Live gets better for Neville, not necessarily the character of Neville, but around him. I think we need some more depth around him. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would also help if they. They they just need to present two hundred five life better. And then uh, next match would be the New Day versus the Usos for the tag team titles. So the New Days just took it off the Usos. Do they hot potato this one? I say no. No, I think they keep it and they keep the rivalry going. Something's gonna happen. Yeah. Yep. Something fishy is gonna happen. Someone's gonna cheat. Um, yeah, I, I I've said it before. I like the Usos as heels. Yeah, I like the heel Usos. Yeah. And then uh, the Hardy Boys and Jason Jordan versus The Miz and the Miz-Tourage. That's going to be stupid. We don't have to talk about that. Yeah, the only thing the only thing I do have to say about that is that I really like Bo Dallas' new look. <laughs> he looks the, like a badass. With the glove. With the Dude, I, I like it. He looks like a badass. Hey, Jesus, I'm going to ask you one thing when you're around me. What? I'm going to ask you one thing when you're around me. Yeah. Don't wear a glove. Just don't wear a single glove. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'll fucking bitch slap you with you it. Think, I'll I'll take that glove from you and slap you with it. You know what your problem is? Mm. You don't believe. Yeah, he's not even doing that anymore. <laughs> and uh, Brock Lesnar. Or wait, is this gonna be the fourth a, match? This is in a weird order. This is gonna be the fourth match. I I strongly doubt that. This is in a weird order. I think. Yeah. I think they. I would expect them to start it with Cesaro and Sheamus versus. Yeah, I think this one's just out of place. We'll just like we'll leave that one until the end. And then Ni- of yeah. the Naomi, Natalia. This is for a championship. I, I heard they're keeping it on Naomi till 2018. I'm fine with that. I don't. I don't really care. Yeah. I. I mean, I think Natalia should be champion. Yeah, she's only had that big ugly one though. The the other belt. But uh, I think they keep it on Naomi. It's kind of—I don't know. I like Naomi. I just haven't really. I think the writing needs to be a little bit better. Maybe better rivalries. She had. She didn't even defend it last pay per view. So, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks. So it was supposed to be Bailey, and I guess her injury was serious, so she's out of it. Yeah. Did you hear that? That maybe her injury isn't real. And they're trying to do it so Sasha Banks wins it and she comes back as heel. She yeah. did. She did get booed. Yeah, yeah. She got booed. And and and, and it's funny because when she got booed, it, it it almost looked like it caught her off guard and she didn't know mm-hmm. what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, because she after that she said, "Well, everyone that has supported me." Yeah. And then they're like, "Boo!" Even after that. Yeah, but it's not her fault. Mm-hmm. They, they've given her a lot of crap. 
I'm talking about like the writers. Yeah, they they haven't changed their gimmick though. Like, it worked in NXT, but NXT is a little bit more wrestling driven. Yeah, the main roster is a little bit more storyline driven, and uh, it would make sense for her to come back with like a leather jacket, kind of steal a little bit of Alexis Thunder, yeah. but in her own way. Yeah, uh, I, I I think it started falling apart for her with with the whole Alexa thing, how she didn't use the the kendo stick. Mm-hmm. In that match, yeah, you know she lost that, and she's pretty much lost every match she's had against Alexa Bliss, and now she's yeah. injured. And I, I think if the injury is real, and they keep her away for a while, it's just only to her detriment. She needs to come back strong. Yep. Yep. I don't know what they're gonna do with her, and I like Bailey. Yeah, I think she's a good wrestler. She's a good worker. I just think the writing needs to be a little bit better for her, and yep. she needs a. Not necessarily a, a gimmick change, not necessarily a heel turn, but she needs to do something with uh, with her gimmick. Yeah. Uh, I don't want her to turn into the, the female doll. No, get get rid of the, the inflatable. Wacky. Yeah, tube and tube men. I like the whole homage to the wrestlers. I think that's that benefits her. She wears uh, shit that reminds us of old wrestlers, like the polka dots from... Dusty. Yeah. She does a lot of macho man stuff. The streamers. Yeah, the streamers for the macho. I like that stuff. Yeah. Um, not so much but the inflatable evolve. thing. Yeah, evolve but evolve. Yeah, evolve a character. Chris Jericho yourself. Yeah. Chris Jericho's always been Chris Jericho, but he evolves Chris Jericho. He's a, mas- he's a master. Yeah. So do something a little bit with that, Bailey, if you're listening. And I love you. <laughs> so I think that's going to eventually lead to a possible, if they're smart. Yeah, clearly Sasha Banks is going to win this. Yeah. Uh, they're going to. They're going to build Sasha versus uh, Bailey. Yeah. And then, uh, hmm, I don't know. I think this one's out of order as well, so we'll skip that one. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens for the, the USA Championship with uh, Shane McMahon as the special guest referee. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to tell you how this is going to end. There's going to be some kind of fuckery where, for some reason, what AJ the Styles fuck? <laughs> ends up. Ends up uh, pinning Owens. After which, Owens will brutally attack Shane, leading to a Shane versus Owens. Match. Expect apron power bombs. Yeah. To Shane after yeah. the match. Yeah, to Shane. Sorry, let me specify. And, and Shane by Kevin probably, Owens. Shane's probably gonna go through a table. Yeah, probably announce table. Yeah. Look out, my Mexican brothers on the announce table. Your table's probably getting fucked up. Yeah. Yep. It always does. There's yeah. always the first to go. <laughs> uh, That's uh, my prediction. Yeah. Much. It's a pretty good prediction, brother. Let me tell you something, brother. I'm telling you right so. Yeah. Uh, and then you have uh, Randy Orton versus Rusev. I hope Rusev. If Rusev wins, then it'll at least be worth this. Yes, Rusev picture. needs to win. Getting that title picture, he belongs there. Yeah, he does. Uh, it, would be, it would do him wonders. <laughs> Dude, they're definitely going for the lull effect after the the Kevin Owens uh, championship match. Yeah. They're definitely trying to lull us to sleep to build us back up for the title matches. Yeah, Big with Show this, versus Big Cass. Yeah, with this Big wow. Cass versus Big Show match with Enzo suspended. Yeah, at the top again, of the ring in a shark cage. Why? Again, and I think no. There's going to be some kind of fuckery. And I don't want to watch this match. Nope. Nope. Keep it. You can keep this shit. I don't want to watch it. I'm not a fan of Big Cass. They should have never split them up. No. 
No. <sighs> yeah, they they should be in the tag team title picture. Right yeah, now. that would make a lot more sense to me. They broke. I don't know. Moving they on. They broke them up way too soon. Yeah. Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. I Demon. said my part on this. I, if they bring out the demon, which they a hundred percent are. They are. They they made it. A yeah. Wrong. Yeah. I, I look. I like Finn Balor. I love the demon gimmick. I think Bray Wyatt is. He deserves a lot more in this, uh, in the WWE than what I think he deserves to win matches. But. This rivalry for me is stupid. It does nothing and it does not merit a demon appearance after a year. I want it to be significant. I want it to mean something. I don't want it to be the demon because they want the demon. I want it to be the demon because, well, we'll see. They're going to bring him out. So that it's not even like Bray's going to win and then they simmer it and they simmer it. Yeah, no, it's it's obvious uh, Finn's going to come out as a demon and win, yeah. which <sighs> a bucket of blood is not enough to bring out the demon, in my opinion. You no. beat him over time, you keep on beating him, and you keep on interfering in his matches to where you put a title on Bray during that process. You put the Intercontinental title on him, and you have him. You know and, what? I would like to see Bray as the Intercontinental Champion. I should mention it. Dude. Why is Miz and the Mistourage? They're not even defending. He's not even defending the Intercontinental title. I know. This is where this would have been perfect to have the title on fucking Bray and have the, this feud between him and uh, because they've been brewing it for a while. They've been they, ever since uh, Finn got drafted. There was kind of like a. There were little hints. Yeah, that the that way. they wanted to do something like this. And they could have been. They could have started it like that, not just hinted at it. Kind of done a little bit more with it. Yeah, and and it's it's like a slow build. Mm-hmm. But they kind of just like again. I don't know. It was rushed. Yeah, was very rushed. very rushed. And it, that that seems to be the the motif for this SummerSlam 2017. Very yeah. rushed, very rushed, and very poorly put together, in my opinion. Yep. Um. John Cena versus Baron Corbin. I already gave my thoughts on this. You hate Baron Corbin. And He's going to get jobbed to Cena yep. in like five minutes. That's why he dropped the Money in the Bank yeah. thing. And then uh, Sheamus. And oh, we already said that. We want the yeah. kind of a mini shield reunion to take it, the titles. It's pretty clear because uh, I think Sheamus is going to do a movie after this. Okay. Seth is going to. And if Seth wins, he gets the Grand Slam title. No. Dean. Dean would be the first to get the Grand Slam title. Seth was never Intercontinental. Yeah, so Dean would be the first to get the Intercontinental or the Grand Slam title. Yeah, out of all three of them. Yeah, because he's been the the, the mm-hmm. champion. He's been he's, Intercontinental champion, and he's only missing tag. He's yeah. been heavyweight. Yeah, Intercontinental I USA. The US, the US title comes. Yeah, it does. But he has been US champion. Yep. When he was during mm-hmm. God damn, that's awesome. Yep. So he'll be the first to have the all three. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And then uh, the main the the main events because both titles are being contended for. Yeah, so we'll go with uh, Jinder Mahal and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. I 100% thought they were gonna book Shinsuke super strong and have Baron come in and interfere. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And even even him drop it there, like not even win it, like 
cash it in appropriately and have Jinder win. Or even put it on Baron and just keep yeah, Nakamura was, out of I it. I was worried that they were going to put it on Baron Corbin. Yeah. I don't think he needs to be champion. It's way too soon for that. Yeah, I, I don't know what the hell's going on with that. So it, It's weird. That, that it, it's way, I think it's way too soon for Nakamura to have it. Yeah. I, and I he, like the slow simmer they're doing with Jinder as heel. You know what? If you're going to do this, there's no, absolutely nothing wrong with having Jinder go over clean. Nope. Nope. Um, I and I think it would be, it would, it would fully establish him as a legitimate champ. It would legit legitimize him. Yeah. As a champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brother. Yeah. So I, I, I hope Jinder Mahal wins. He's gonna have the Singh brothers at ringside. Pro- yeah, probably. Um, and then you have the Fatal Four Way. Yeah. Brock Lesnar champion. Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, and Big Braun Strowman. That, that's his theme song, right? Yep. There. Yeah. Um, Brock's dropping the title. I'm willing to bet. Yeah, he's dropping the title and he's done. Or do, was this a negotiation ploy to keep the title? No, no, I don't think he cares about that. Um, but but see, I, I made this point to you on Monday. They're dropping way too many UFC references and yes, yeah. mm-hmm. or for this to actually materialize. It's it's too obvious. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Um, the other thing that I was thinking was that he, Brock keeps the title, and you have Braun versus Brock at Survivor Series. Yeah. But I think this is the perfect opportunity to have Joe get the title and it legitimizes him you know what i'm hearing huh well, what i'm reading from fans what these are their predictions yeah so they think uh and i've read it multiple places they think uh Heyman's gonna turn on brock and go with samoa joe or roman reigns and it's gonna be the full heel turn for roman reigns and brock is gonna go to smackdown and that'll bring cena over to raw and the blue shirt would make sense because you know how it says if he loses the title, he's not going to be on Raw anymore? Yeah. So it would make sense for yeah. uh, Heyman to turn on him and give it to someone else. Yeah. That's actually pretty damn clever. That's pretty hey, damn guys, clever. I would have taken it for myself, but I'm not going to lie. I read that out there. I I hope that Joe gets, gets the belt here. I think it would really legitimize him as a legit badass. Mm-hmm. I could, I could, badass see, dominant champion. I could see Heyman going with any of those three guys: Roman, Braun, or Samoa Joe. See, I think Roman. I think Roman and, and Braun still have their own thing. Mm-hmm. So, to me, it makes sense if Joe wins the belt. Joe, Roman Joe, is Joe, not ready Joe, for Joe. the championship. He's not ready for that. He needs to fully establish his character. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know. He's booed because he's hated, but he—I don't even know if he's trying to be a babyface or a heel. Yeah, I like Roman. I don't like how his character is driven. I think there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, I wish they would kind of draw the sand in the line or the line, line in the sand. I wish he would be more clear cut about where he's. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's the name of the podcast, but I'd turn him heel. People are like, why? Why are you always turning everyone heel? It's the name of the podcast. All right, cocksuckers. That's what I want. 
I want heels, evil guys. No, I think he he makes for a very good natural full heel. Mm-hmm. Full heel. Full heel podcast. Full heel podcast. Brother. Brother. Yeah, so that was the fatal four way. Um, I think Brock drops it. Who do you think wins? In your opinion, now that I introduced this crazy theory, I I really want Joe. To me, it makes sense if Joe wins. It's it's so he needs it. He needs this win because he he already has everything going. He's a he's a pretty solid character. Mm-hmm. He you know what to expect from him. He just needs this to legitimize him. So I want Joe to win. And it and it's crazy how they set it up too because it could go uh, a, it could go either way. And you know what? He doesn't need Paul Heyman because mm-hmm. what. Um, Samoa Joe looked really strong, but uh, Brock beat him. Yeah. Abruptly at Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. Roman and Brock have fought at WrestleMania. No. Yeah, that was at WrestleMania. Mm. That, that was when when Seth cashed in. No, it was. They because they didn't they haven't done Brock versus Roman too. They because this this past WrestleMania was Goldberg versus Brock. Brock. Yeah. When did they do Roman versus Brock? It was been before. recently 2015. after. 2015. Damn, was it that long ago? Yeah. Okay, well, they had that, which kind of is there, too. Yep. And, um... Braun being so big and this guy being the beast, that makes sense, too. So, you could have any of those guys win and continue a feud to go on. And then you have the option of Heyman going to any one of those guys so you got options in this match yeah and if Heyman does turn I think it makes more sense for him to, to turn with Roman yeah because Joe doesn't need him I honestly don't see Braun getting the belt Roman needs him the most for his yeah. character yeah absolutely. it would work with Braun but Roman needs him the most yeah um because Braun, he doesn't he doesn't need a mouthpiece. He mm-hmm. doesn't need to say anything. All he needs to say is a couple words. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. got that pretty pretty good. Yeah. Um, Roman is the one who needs Heyman the most. Yeah. All right, Jesus. Thank you for coming. Amen. This has been Full Heel Podcast, SummerSlam, ninety seven in two thousand seventeen. A little bit of a review, a little bit of a breakdown. Thank you for coming. Um, I'm going to try to have you on again for Survivor Series or right before that so we can talk about that. Um, yeah, if, if not sooner. Mm-hmm. Are you doing anything? Where can they find you? Where can they see you? you going to be doing any shows, any comedy shows? You know what, man? You can see you come Come check out my show at the Comedy Store. <laughs> I'm doing some dates. On psych. The, yeah, psych. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. I don't, I don't do comedy. If yeah. you're lucky, you'll, you'll you, you can catch him on here. Yeah. You'll catch him on here. Yeah. And if you're lucky, you'll see me riding my bike. Yeah, I've been riding a lot. Yep, Jesus is hard to get a hold of, so I'll try to get him, I'll try to get him in studio again. Not for you though. Yeah, not for me. Not for you. You can find me anywhere. Yeah. You can find me anywhere. Brother. Brother. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, hit that subscribe button, share this, drop some comments, drop some likes. Um, you can find me on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes. 
I have a Facebook page for Full Heel Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Full Heel Podcast. You know I love you, bitches. Again, thanks a lot, Jesus. This was SummerSlam 97, 2017. I'll see you next time, bitches. Yeah.